Hola, buenos días, Rigoberto. ¿Me escuchas? I'm so Hi, James. Ah, inglés, pues. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. okay. Hey, how are you? I'm doing good. I started, my last call was in Spanish, so I was ready to keep it rolling, but I guess we'll talk in English. No problem for me. Yeah, sure. Uh, first of all, I really appreciate, James, what you're doing here in this platform. I think it's great information. And it has. Sorry. It's great information and it has uh, uh, a lot of value for us, uh, people that are trying to get into business. And uh, it's a little bit complicated when you are dealing with international tax. And, uh, and, and, and thus, I really appreciate what you're doing here. Hey, I'm happy. I'm happy you're enjoying and subscribe, liking all the videos and stuff, and uh, happy to help you with your, your your questions right now too. I see you have a couple here in Mexico, right? Yeah. So, uh, if I may, James, I can give you uh, a context really quick, okay. and um, basically, it's going to give you uh, some information. Um, I have written. Uh, a little bit and I'm just gonna read it to you so we can move quickly. So uh, I, my name is Rigoberto, right? And uh, I have a mechanical engineering background and I am a Mexican national living in, in the States. And I currently hold a professional worker visa, right? And uh, hopefully soon I'll be quitting my job to start my own company. Now, my team and I um, and five foreign investors are raising capital to establish a manufacturing operation in Querétaro to build a product that will be shipped to a warehouse in the U.S. for distribution. The investors will give us money in exchange of equity of both entities. The capital will be used to buy equipment and pay for the manufacturing operations in Mexico and for the US sales and distribution entity. Our business model comprises two entities. The Mexican entity will be a IMEX certified manufacturer and one American sales and distribution. So under the Biden tax plan, I think you might agree that Biden might become the president. So I see there's going to be uh, quite a bit of, of taxes increase. I think, I think, taxes. well, I think, I think uh, Biden is gonna, is already won the presidency. I think that'll happen. That has happened. I'm not sold that he'll get a tax plan passed. He doesn't, he might not control the Senate. So I don't think, I, I don't know if he'll get a tax plan passed. I don't think, I don't know if that's something he'll get done. So it's hard to, it's, it's a, the U.S. is tricky because the laws are changing all the time uh, and tax laws too. So it's hard to base your, your business and what you're doing off of what you think might happen. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, you got to kind of roll with what's already here and then kind of be ready in case laws change. But it's really, it's a lot of speculation. You know, you got to, there's enough to focus on just making your business work. But yeah, that's, I just want to add that. You can keep going. Sorry. That's, that's, that's fair. That's fair. So basically I want to offer my investors and my investors a, uh, you know, a, a, a protection, a liability protection. 
and also, you know, to maximize earnings for them. So, uh, so my, my question would be, what would be the best uh, entity, legal entity in Mexico and the best legal entity in the U.S. to accomplish uh, what, I, uh, what I'm planning to do? With Mexico and with investors, I mean, for you, it probably would be to have a, a Mexican company, probably an, a SaaS in Mexico that, that uh, owns the warehouse because you're going to have operations physically in Mexico. So you need an independent Mexican company. And then in the U.S., you know, probably still a corporation just because there, it's easier with investors to have them buy stock. If it's like one person who's investing and, and you, ha you have to kind of talk with your investor and do what, whatever they want because they're the ones giving you the money and it doesn't really matter for you as a U.S. resident. Uh, and it, it like kind of depends. If it's going to be like one or two investors and, they, and they're kind of partnering with you more than investing, they might be open to doing an, an S-corp or something like that so that you could have pass-through taxation on profits. What are you doing in the U.S. with the U.S. entity? So we're going to be doing a sales and distribution. So the okay. product will come here in the, into the warehouse in the U.S. And uh, I could probably drop ship sometimes from Mexico. So I'm going to be overseeing the Mexican operations well, because I am not, I, I have to correct you. I am not a resident, a U.S. resident. Under the visa that I am now, once I leave my employer, then I will lose the visa. So I do have a social security, but I'm going to lose my right of uh, uh, working in the U.S. Well, so I'm going to be in are, are Mexico you, overseeing. The, are you planning to go back to Mexico? Mexico. Yes, sir. Okay, so then, and it's, and it's tough because Mexico and the U.S. communicate so much. So, you know, a lot of people would maybe open your own little LLC to get your own payments out of that. Um, but if you're, who's managing the U.S. company then, the U.S. sales uh, company? It's going to be managed for uh, one of my uh, team members, which are the, uh, one of the founders. So he has a lot of experience with uh, with the LLCs. He has a couple of LLCs by his own, and he's basically one also uh, of the investors. So so uh, we still need to uh, make that decision if it is going to be a member manage or is going to be manager manage. Uh, well, I mean, he's, uh, if, he's, if he's a member, he's going to be managing it to some extent. It doesn't really, that doesn't really matter that much. Um, whoever, who's the manager, who's not, it's a, uh, but it seems like your investor is um, going to be involved uh, in this and kind of partnering with you. So you're kind of going to have to do what they want. They probably want an, an LLC or an S Corp or something like that. You can't be, if it's an mm -hmm. S Corp, you can't be a, um, a member when you leave. Uh, if you're going to be, you can't be an owner. So it would, Right. Not to be a corp or a partnership, a corp or an LLC. And as a non-resident, an LLC is kind of annoying like that because they're going to have to withhold taxes. So a corp is probably better, a corporation, and that way you can be an owner and then they can just pay out the most of the profits uh, as like 
salaries and commissions and fees or whatever you want. And then you can have a separate LLC where you get paid that, or you can pay it to yourself personally in your own bank account, however you want to do it. Understood. So uh, I, did, I, I did understand that uh, it cannot be S-Corp because uh, I'm not a, a resident, I mean, right? you are now, but you're planning to go back to Mexico. So correct. it would, it would lose the election. Yes, yes. So, uh, and, and again, so what, you're, what, you guys, what you guys can do is you can have a corp that does all the operations and you're, and you're and you and the founder, whoever, however you guys are going to get paid can just pay out, um, salaries or whatever to your respective companies and then have the corp kind of just be the operational tool. And then you just pay out the profits to each other. Can you, can you, can you elaborate on that? So you have. Mexican company, fine. You have U.S. corporation, great. And then right. you have Rigoberto um, here and then right. founder here. And then the corporation makes a million dollars, you know, pays you 200,000, pays investor 300,000. And then the corp net income is, uh, I, well, I use a bad example, but the corp net income is say 100,000. And that way the court pays less taxes and you guys can take out most of your profits and then pay taxes on your own in your own way. Uh -huh. So, so you're saying that, would that be like distributions out of the corp? Well, you want to, you want to make it payments like salaries, wages, commissions, however you want to call it. You need to make it payments like that because if it's distributions, you have to pay corporate tax and then you have uh, dividends. And it's it's more complicated and it's more taxes. Mm -hmm. So you can use a corp. You just need to use it the right way. And I think a corp would be good, especially if you're going to be an owner and a non-resident. A corp would probably be easier from a compliance perspective. Mm -hmm. You just have to make sure you guys pay yourselves. Mm -hmm. Correct. So so uh, the way I'm going to get paid would be through a separate LLC for my, if you want, or my if, participation. Yeah, if you if you want, that's a good way to do it. Then you can keep your, your profits and stuff separate and have your own US accounts that you keep separate. Because you wouldn't... So, you, and then... Yeah, it's good to have your own company. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so the corporation uh, will pay then to the investors, right, directly. It, you know, this it's it's a yeah, complicated. Yeah, you have a complicated situation. You guys need to uh, to do good accounting, good when you have partners and investors, you need good record keeping, and good accounting, and you need to be on top of the what you're going to be doing with the money because you get busy and then it gets confusing, and then you, you you know people get don't get paid enough or people get paid too much or whatever and. Um, I mean the tax things are important and setting up two separate companies are good, but then knowing having the information about how your operations are going and who's getting paid what, and then making sure you make the payments are just as important, probably more important than what kind of company you use. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Your company, how can your company help us in this process? Well, what, what we do is um, help people like get started. It's like a concierge company opening business planning service. So, you know, the call um, now is is like a big uh, a value thing that, that I would be doing more like additional calls explaining like reviewing your books with you, helping you uh, decide how much people should get paid, just helping you 
arrange the financial decisions of your business. Obviously, I do the tax filings. Um, that's something I, I can do the tax filings and then the company creation as well. But if you have a partner who's in the US who opens LLCs all the time, it's he can probably just open the company for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, I did visit a, a, uh, a business lawyer, right? And um, I think I'm, I'm getting more value of your or of this call than my visit with a lawyer, and it cost me a lot more. Oh, so, so I should charge for the call, you say, instead of put on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> so the he talked about a serious LLC because I am here in Texas, right? Yeah. So he he talked about the possibility of a serious LLC uh, because because we're gonna have uh, two or three different products. So he was saying, you know, if you want to separate liability, yeah, that's, right, that's the attorney, uh, for each attorney. product. So the attorney is going to talk about legal liability, which is obviously an important thing. I don't know much about the products you're selling or the legal liability implied with that. So you would definitely want to talk to an attorney about the legal liability. Uh, and the series LLC isn't a bad idea uh, for if you do have high risk products or things like that. Um, but, you know, you're just getting started. I don't know how much you're planning to invest and stuff like that. So don't disregard the the legal um the attorney's legal advice i'm more talking about tax advice i, I like to make operations mm -hmm. simple and I, my advice is more because i've seen so many people get bogged down in the details of the companies that they don't they forget about the, what they're doing so i i try and keep the operations simple so that you can mm -hmm. focus on making money with mm -hmm. your business and then in the u.s you can always change things and fix stuff about taxes later I mean, it's important to do it right awesome. before you start, but yes. I, that's what I—that's how I like to do stuff. No, and this is great advice, James, because you know, some sometimes uh, ignorance just freezes up, right? We 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 don't want to do the next step because you know because yeah. we're afraid that uh, we're gonna get you know in trouble. So when you put it this way, uh, you know, it it really helps us out to keep on moving. Right. Yeah. yeah. Keep on the companies moving. don't the companies don't matter that much right now. I mean, you need the companies, but obviously you need a viable business more than you need a legal entity. <laughs> the legal entities right. help yes. uh, protect you from like, you know, exposure and stuff, but you have no risk right now because right. you have no product and you have you're not selling anything, so there's no risk at all. Right, right. So uh, he did also mention the the corporation. And he did mention about, uh, you know, the taxes. So um, uh, my, my next question will be uh, about the investors. I do have a foreign investors uh, uh, that, you know, I think, I think it, it won't be a problem because either LLC or Corp can uh can um accept uh foreign investors as myself right are you going to set it up as a loan or as like equity no it's going to be in exchange of equity so i'm just saying when you have when you have a corporation it's generally easier with foreign investors in terms of how everything is set up and especially with mexico because the dividend rate in mexico is only five percent you know as a treaty rate 
uh, withholding. So it's not that I know you probably have to pay taxes in Mexico on it, but when you have the LLC, uh, it's here's how here's what happens when you have an LLC and you clearly have US partners, you have US business uh, here because you have US partners and you'll have US employees. In the LLC, what happens is you let's say the company again will use a mix of million dollars and you have 50% of the owners, half of the owners are foreign people. The LLC, the partnership is required to send 37% of the profits attributed to the foreign partners to the IRS as like payments, uh, as, as withholding taxes. So it would be, um, what's that, $170,000 you'd have to, if you made a million you'd, and 50% to the foreign partners, you'd have to send like $170,000 to the IRS for withholdings. And then you'd still technically be required to pay tax on that in Mexico. And then you'd have to file, a, probably try and claim a credit in Mexico because you're paying taxes in the US, but then you have to file a US return to request a refund for the um, tax overpayment. So all of that can be avoided if you just use a corporation. Like about making sure you don't double pay the taxes because it's passed through in Mexico, so an LLC is passed through and you pay a tax where like it's, and if you live in Mexico and you, and you have passed through income, you're supposed to pick it up in Mexico, but you're also required to withhold taxes in the US. And then you have to request a credit in Mexico and a refund in the US. And it just, it's, if you, to do it right, it gets um, really cumbersome and most international businesses with foreign investors use corporations to avoid those headaches. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, asked a SSA in Mexico, what's the tax rate for for that type of entity in Mexico? Yes. Mm -hmm. You could on top of your head. I don't know, but I can look it up in thirty seconds. It says. 30%. All corporate entities, including wow. associations of civil nature branches, are subject to tax rules applicable to Mexican corporations, which is 30% corporate income tax. And I know there's other taxes too, but that's from uh, PwC as good tax summaries. All the big four firms have big tax summaries for each country that are, that are really good. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what I'm thinking to do, maybe it's... Uh, um, uh, first of all, I've I'm going to figure out what what country requires less taxes to be paid on the profit, and then so I can I can plan my pricing because what I'm thinking is the Mexican entity is going to be selling to the U.S. entity, right? Yes. So that way um, I can decide uh, how much. Uh, uh, profit are going to be capturing not to not to entity. so that's so that's not a new idea you know deciding your prices to determine where your profits are going to be that's actually a, a big issue between the countries it's called transfer pricing and that's the only thing that the irs really checks for uh and what you it to be what you what you're required to do is have everything priced at market rates and you can do studies called a transfer pricing study where basically a company will get will get the will do research and they can make the research favorable to your your objectives but uh you know if 
that's what that's what you're supposed to do because technically you can't just pick what who where you're going to pay your taxes you need to have a do everything at arm's length and charge market prices for things and then um you know pay taxes that way so there should be probably some profit in mexico but what you can always do is you know pay out commission like the pricing of the products is one thing but then you have to, then you can pay out commissions and salaries and invest in other things you can, there's other ways to do it but manipulating the price of the of the main transactions is the is really the only thing that they check mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay because i, I, I do appreciate that yeah because both the mexico both mexico and the united states want you to pay tax in their country and they both will say you're overpricing, you're underpricing, you're you're not you're picking up more gains there, you know. So that's that's like mm -hmm. a, a thing for international for wholesale. Oh, okay. Actually. Okay, I didn't know that, uh, but uh, it makes sense. Uh, they they will consider that as a man, manipulating. So uh, so the. The IMEX, are you familiar with, with Prosecco and IMEX certification um, in Mexico? No, IMEX. Yeah, it's, it's the Maquiladora program. Okay. Those incentives that are given, uh, you know, to promote I have, uh, I have export. I listen. I have a really good uh, Mexican attorney. I work with really closely, who's a tax attorney, but he's uh, he's like he's like me. He's like a has a smaller firm, so he's uh, knows a lot more random, like a lot more stuff. So I can definitely refer you to him, so you can talk to him about the Mexican business. Yeah, let's let's do that because uh, I need I have some questions regarding. Yeah, it's that. better it's better to and... just ask him because he's really accessible. Um, I'm going to send you an email before, because if I don't do it now, I'm going to forget. All right, let's do it. Okay. So X, and he speaks English too for me, so I can make it a little easier, compose. I'm going to introduce him to you. I have Rigoberto at Disrupted VP, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to just put him on the email. Mexican tax advice. Good. Okay, I was sending a really basic email. I'm pretty close with him. Okay, so great. I just sent an email. So now you have his email and um, you can ask him about your, your tax questions there. So I, I mean, it's probably better that way. Okay. Okay, James, that's all I got. Thank you. I have another call. I stack them. I do, I do a, a two and a half hours of 30 minute calls. So it was nice to meet you. Thanks for watching the channel. You've seen my Spanish and my English channel, right? I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, okay. it's great. Thank good, you for good. doing I'm trying, that. I'm trying to keep my, my subscribers going and try to make it bigger because I'm giving, I'm trying to, I'm probably just going to giving constantly giving away all the information. It's, it's better for me. I'll just work with the people who uh, want to work with me and give everyone else all the free stuff. Yeah. Keep it up is, is, uh, is very helpful for us. 
because it's not easy to find this this kind of value on, on YouTube. Well, again, thanks again for watching, liking, and sharing all the videos, and I will uh, I'll uh, let me know how it goes. Thank you, James. Thanks, Appreciate John. you. See you. Have a so I think that call went really well. Rigoberto had great questions about Mexican manufacturing companies and how to do business with international and U.S. investors. And I think it's, uh, it's all good information. So if you are in this situation, comment below and happy to help. I don't really have many times on the calendar schedule calls, but you can try. And uh, don't forget to like and subscribe so you can be in, in there for the other videos that come. Okay. See you guys on the next one. I have to do an intro too. I'm coming. Go. Go. Go.